Adaptive Dilemma Part 2 of 3, The Dogmatic versus the scientific orientation. Now keep in mind, this is a scientific orientation. Science is different than scientists. Scientists are still human, so there's error. But science, we're talking about the process of uh, science, guys, okay? an orientation toward a scientific process. Let me break that down. Okay. The dogmatic orientation for the scientific orientation was introduced again to me first by Dr. Trevor Cashy, great friend of mine. If you can see his content, it's amazing. Uh, I think he's on social media and all that stuff. The same concept, uh, and these things happen over and over and over, different domains have different language for them, is adaptive fitness. Okay, so scientific orientation is adaptive fitness as per uh, another good friend of mine, Dr. Jeff Spencer. The dogmatic orientation is an orientation where you have rigid expectations about outcomes. Okay? So for example, you wake up one day, you don't like the way you look in the mirror, and you say, I need to lose 15 pounds in 30 days. It's a rigid expectation. It's completely arbitrary. And you're saying, this is the only outcome I will accept. And then there's outrage and victimhood when reality doesn't meet these arbitrary expectations. There's no data anywhere that suggests that that is an appropriate number and appropriate timeline it's completely arbitrary but you've already decided it is the only one that you will accept that's a dogmatic orientation if this doesn't happen everything is for nothing and uh it's arbitrary in nature the dogmatic orientation is governed by absolutes all or nothing thinking bitcoin's going to 100 grand in december or it's not well that's true but you can't make decisions based on that because there's a whole gray area Right. So a whole bunch of people uh, in 2021 said Bitcoin or 2020, one of the years said Bitcoin's going to 100 grand. I know it's going to. And that's dogmatic. That is the only outcome that, that is acceptable. And because of that orientation, they put their kids college fund and took out a second mortgage and all these things. And that didn't happen. And it completely wrecked them. But that's not Bitcoin's fault. That's a dogmatic orientation and making decisions from a from a place of uh, being governed by absolutes. A scientific orientation, on the other hand, has a wide variety of potential outcomes with different probabilities, which in finance, we typically use expected value. Uh, Dan Nicholson, one of the most brilliant money people in the world, is in the TGA um, providing content about expected value and all that stuff in the higher tiers. It's governed by risk and probabilities. If you think about the scientific method, you form a hypothesis that is different than a rigid expectation about the outcome. That's why you go through the scientific process, because you have a hypothesis. I think this will happen, but I must understand there's a wide variety of things that could happen, and I must isolate the variables and test it over and over and over. And then what I'm doing is in the scientific method and in finance and in life in general is we're, we're looking at risk and probability. We're trying to increase the probability of a favorable outcome and decrease the risk, decrease the risk of something bad happening. Okay? So there's very different orientations. One is very rigid in outcome, and the other is rigid in process, which I'll explain in a minute. Okay? So in the dogmatic orientation, is uh, the process is uncontrolled and random. The variables are not isolated, and the measurements are half-assed or non-existent. What I mean by that is we say, I need to lose 20 pounds in 60 days that we don't actually measure our own behavior at all. We miss some workouts, all that stuff. Or we say, okay, Bitcoin needs to go to $100,000 by December. 
and we ape it all in and then we just sit and watch and we don't think about how we could behave in the interim or how we could hedge the downside. There's no actual um, rigor in the process of trying to get the goal that you want. Yo-yo dieting is a great example. Okay, Uh, So the process is uncontrolled, but the expected outcome is rigid. Even though I'm not isolating variables in a very controlled way, I still expect this arbitrary outcome. And it has to go exactly as expected. It's the only outcome I will accept. The result is victimhood and outrage because things do not end up perfectly as expected. Why would they, right? Uh, But this is where we come from. We named the puppy, so to speak. That's a dogmatic orientation. It leaves us with no way out. It, It turns us into victims, meaning because we decided that we need to accomplish this exact thing in this arbitrary timeline, and that will never actually happen because we don't live in a vacuum, the only outcome is that we become a victim. It's harmful. It's a harmful orientation to come from. And there's a lot of this when there's fear and greed and impulsivity, which obviously in crypto, there's a lot of it. So we have to try to uh, mitigate coming from the dogmatic orientation. There's actually a framework for this. It's called the human versus the champion mind. Dr. Jeff Spencer does it. It'll be uh, one of these future videos. The scientific orientation is a controlled process. The variables are isolated and measurements are as precise as possible. So if you really are 100% serious about getting in shape, you might weigh your food. You might get up every single day and do exactly what you're supposed to do, even if you don't want to. You might weigh yourself frequently, get a rolling average, all these things. Okay. There's still a wide variety of potential outcomes with different probabilities. There's some probability that you lose the exact amount of weight you want. There's some probability you lose more. There's some probability you lose less. But by controlling the process and accepting that there's a variety, we can actually start uh, gaining control, gaining power. Okay. This is called learning. Uh, we have power over our future outcomes. It's helpful because we are no longer permanently in a state of um, learned helplessness, victimhood. Okay, so the scientific orientation is really con- focusing on the process, being rigorous in the process uh, and less rigorous in the expected outcome because we do have to understand, again, we do not live in a vacuum. So we want to look out for this dogmatic versus scientific orientation and um, you'll see why in the next video this is so important and how it leads to a lot of the problems that uh, we probably think come from somewhere else. Okay. So dogmatic orientation, arbitrary, and it maintains rigid outcomes. Arbitrary meaning there is not a preponderance of data to suggest that this is a reasonable thing to expect, right? A preponderance of data from your personal life, not because you read it on the internet, but where is the data that you have experienced that suggests this is reasonable? It is specific and predefined things must happen. The assumption that the world will go exactly as we expect. Only pre-approved outcomes are acceptable. This has to happen. This has to happen. Bitcoin has to go to $100,000 or more or I'm fucked. That's a dogmatic orientation. It's a very difficult place to be. It is impulsive, destructive, and rigid. So what yo-yo dieting is, which we do in all areas of our life, is the rigidity, we rebel against it, we become impulsive, it becomes destructive. So our process falls apart. We yo-yo diet, we binge and purge, we uh, buy and sell out of fear and panic, 
but we still expect the same outcome. Okay, that's a dogmatic orientation. Uh, rigidity is in the expected outcome, not in the process. You are working against time and randomness, which means if everything goes exactly right, you win. Any other scenario, so as time passes and random things happen, you get in a worse and worse and worse position, and I have news for you. Time has never not passed, and randomness has never not happened. They are undefeated. Nothing has ever gone 100% exactly as planned in the history of all time. Okay, So we don't want to be working against time and randomness, but that is what a dogmatic orientation will do. Scientific orientation, the rigor lies in the structure and the process, the actual behavior modification and isolating the variables. The variables are measured and controlled to the extent which is appropriate given the goal. If you have a very aggressive goal, then you have to measure and control the variables with much more precision. If it's not a very aggressive goal, you don't have to. There's a spectrum. It's all relative. All outcomes are conceivable and acceptable. They may not be ideal, but this is data. If we accept that any of these outcomes is indeed possible and accept it, then we are getting information. We are getting data that can help us. So we're not helpless. Expectations are seldom violated because they are not rigid. The, this orientation is rational, constructive, and flexible. It's very important. It is probability and risk-based, and perhaps most importantly, it is open to new information. It is probably fair to say there are things that you are aware of today that you were not aware of a year ago. So it, it stands to reason that tomorrow and the day after that, information may reveal itself that you do not have today. A scientific orientation allows that information for you to be receptive to that information and apply it so you have a higher probability of getting what you want. A dogmatic orientation is closed off to new information. This keeps time and randomness on your side. The more time that passes, the better position you get in because you are collecting data and open to information and modifying your behavior. And randomness stays on your side because it doesn't spin you out, doesn't send you on a doom loop. If something happens that was unexpected, that's okay. It's information. From a dogmatic orientation, if something happens that's unexpected, it's the end of the world. And then we spin out and we lose months and months and months of our life until we get back reoriented again. And we pursue a new endeavor from a dogmatic orientation and it happens over and over and over. So we want to try to maintain as often as possible uh, an orientation toward a scientific process, flexible, open, receptive. Okay. So the language, back to language and our orientation, um, we want to ask, is our language focused on process or outcomes? Are we thinking at the end of the day, when we talk about our day, are we thinking about how we adjusted to the day given the reality of it? Or are we beating ourselves up because we didn't do what we thought we would do today, uh, yesterday? We wrote it down and today changed. Well, we knew it was going to change. So writing it down yesterday and sticking rigidly to it doesn't make any sense. That's a dogmatic orientation. And it is closed off, again, to new information. So when we're talking, are we, are we thinking in terms of uh, risk or probability? I'll give you an example. Uh, in the previous video, I said, in parentheses, a higher probability of a favorable outcome. So if we're thinking, I'm going to make this move because it's going to give me a higher probability of getting to where I want to be. That is a different statement than I'm going to make this move because it's going to make me rich. 
right? The latter is not focused on a probability and a risk. It's actually an absolute. We want to try to avoid absolutes as much as possible because our language does uh, influence our behavior and our thoughts. Okay, and again, time and randomness are undefeated. Come from a scientific orientation. Keep them on your side. Improve the probability that you get the things that you want and decrease the risk that you don't. Yeah, scientific orientation. Now, the homework is reflect, journal, discuss with others. If you're in the Guardian Academy, have some discussions. Talk to people. If you agree, disagree. If you have questions, experiences to share. If you recognize this in yourself or in others, just talk about it. Hey, no judgment. It, this is we're here to learn. And then, or even before you discuss it, drop your six-word update, which will be linked in the description below. Thanks for listening to the Guardian Academy podcast. Hope it was helpful. If so, do us a favor, subscribe, leave us a review. Now remember, live to learn, give to earn. Reflect on and wrestle with any new ideas that you heard in this episode, and then turn around and share your experience with others. Remember, many of the audio files were pulled from video and turned into articles in our Knowledge Center, which you can access for free. There will be a link in the description. If you want to stay in the loop and hear more about what our members, our partners, and the community is doing, both in the real world and the Web3 world, check out our friends at Inside the Den podcast. Not only are they great dudes, they're highlighting and interviewing the movers and the shakers, and they helped us set up this podcast to be simple, helpful, and fun.